0: So most Muslims have this thought that, you know, probably they are going to Jahannam, and most likely they're not going to be forgiven, and probably they are a hypocrite, or probably their tawbah is not good enough, or probably their istighfar is not good enough, and all all of this like, or my their salah won't be accepted, or their du'a du'a won't be accepted, or their intentions aren't pure enough, and there's a constant like negative, 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 negative. <laughs> The world affects how you feel. The way you think about your life affects how you, it affects your emotions, right? So the spiritual core that Muslims have does in fact impact us. But the the problem I will tell you with Islam, as we, as most Muslims think of Islam and mental health, the problem that I see is most of us have a very skewed picture of what Islam actually says about most things. So we have a very guilt based understanding of our religion. So most Muslims have this thought that you know probably they are going to Jahannam and most likely they're not going to be forgiven. And probably they are a hypocrite or probably their tawbah is not good enough or probably their istighfar is not good enough. And all all of this like or my their salah won't be accepted or their dua dua won't be accepted or their intentions aren't pure enough. And there's a constant like Negative, 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 and then when you have too much negativity to every action, there's equal but opposite reaction, then you have an exhaustive positivity, overwhelming positivity, don't worry about it, Allah will forgive everything. Right, so you get get these two, and both of these are really bad spiritually, and they're really bad psychologically. Because if if Allah will forgive everything, you don't see any consequences to your actions. And, and the other thing that happens with us is like uh, because the Quran uses words to define people like believer, disbeliever and hypocrite, right? So then we think that, well, I need to fit in one of which one am I? Am I this, this or this? Those are spiritual de- designations and Allah knows best but that doesn't define you on a day-to-day basis. You can't diagnose yourself and say I'm a munafiq now officially. You can't, you can't do that. Okay, when Allah was talking about the munafiqeen, He was talking about a certain group of people, but like I was saying before, you shouldn't be designating yourself so reck- recklessly as a munafiq. If you're struggling with something, you know, a, a lady came up to me today, she says she struggles with wearing hijab sometimes. Because, in a, in, funny enough, she has no problem wearing hijab outside in Germany, but when she goes to her own Muslim family, she struggles with wearing hijab because they're going to make fun of her. You know? Or she's going to feel awkward because nobody does it there. Within, their, within the family, it's, it's, it's more criticism, right? Does that make me a munafiq? No, I don't believe it makes you a hypocrite. It just makes you someone who has a lot of fear of family members and you're really afraid of their judgment and their opinions and their comments and the way they see you, a lot of that has a very heavy bearing on you. Maybe you need to shed some of that burden and cleanse that burden off of you. And That might take a little while but then you'll feel more free it's not even just about wearing a hijab you're just you're living in a prison because other people are burdening you and allah does remove some of those burdens from us doesn't it but uh, the therapy without any spiritual component can also be really problematic it, it can be cuz you know th- therapy says you just need to you know you, the, your culture there's a lot of uh, you know authority in your culture and you have to be your own person and then you go home and your mom says, hey, can you help with the dishes? No, actually, I have to be my own person. And you're trying to... Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So, the, so some of this stuff that's, that's being talked about in the name of mental health um, is also extreme. And it's uh, against our values. And I think it's problematic. So a good therapist will actually be mindful of the, the Islamic perspective when they, uh, when they engage in therapy and I think every community should have a number of well-qualified Muslim therapists and if you, if you don't see them in this community you should be investing in them and pushing some of these brilliant young men and women to, to pursue those degrees I highly recommend the Cambridge uh, Muslim College uh, or is it Cambridge Islamic College I always mess those up but Cambridge Islamic College with Professor Abdullah Rothman um, the Islamic Psychology Program it's a really good program Inshallah, if you guys can, you know, if some of you can afford to do that and go there, I think it'll be a benefit to the community. I hope you guys enjoyed that video clip. My team and I have been working tirelessly to try to create as many resources for Muslims to give them first steps in understanding the Quran all the way to the point where they can have a deep, profound understanding of the Qur'an. We are students of the Qur'an ourselves, and we want you to be students of the Qur'an alongside us. Join us for this journey on Bayinatv.com where thousands of hours of work have already been put in. And don't be intimidated. It's step by step by step. So you can make learning the Qur'an a part of your lifestyle. There's lots of stuff available on YouTube, but it's all over the place. If you want an organized approach to studying the Qur'an beginning to end for yourself, your kids, your family, and even among peers, that would be the way to go. Sign up for Bayinatv.com.